make a statement on that alpha David Knowing I ain't do it, but I'm coming at my truest Trying to keep this shit 200 with you, shorty I can't prove it, but them people in your ear They the true ones that I feel They really got you thinking Tory Lanez What do you in for real? Don't forget you was my bitch I held it down and kept it real I would never paint no fake picture of you Just for some meals And I thought that you were solid too But look at how you doing me Look at how you doing me People trying to ruin me And what's even worse is I'm still thinking about you and me How you going live my birthday with all your jewelry To try to make some fool of me But I love you hard so I'm gonna cool it be Cause I was cooling right with QBB B. That wasn't stupid me Somehow I'm still down to renegotiate the unity My heart is some foolery This shit is just confusing me I'm going through these phases But I gotta stack that paper And the real estate niggas hating Took me off that application But when they took that from me They really took that from my baby What the fuck I'm finna say to his old lady What the fuck y'all mean My son don't need a house My baby mama don't need safety And even though I got the payment The real estate niggas still hating Cause he watching me all on the news But I ain't charged with no cases He say the owner say my case is looking crazy How the fuck that even make sense New times turn to past tense All I want is straight cash Niggas say I lack sense Star player Hair lies coming from the back bench Killer be killed That's the reason I don't have friends Niggas lying on the crudy Niggas saying I'm deported Oh now I'm 5'3 Niggas saying I'm a shorty My little bitch I'm 5'7 Money on me sidestepping And if I stand on my wallet You can see my thighs in heaven One umbrella gang And when we come back Don't you try rapping Before I let these niggas breathe I gotta teach a couple lessons Gotta see a couple questions How the fuck you get shot in your foot Don't hit no bones or tennis How the fuck your team is trying to pay me At some whole menace I just lost like 10 million dollars Because it's cold business But I got like 10 million followers That's gonna roll with me Fans that support me Cause they know my heart So I don't give a damn I'm shorty no jigger I was taught to beat the block Any mini money in these streets And so my need to cop Niggas y'all can play me Y'all can frame me But I'ma reach the top I would never put you in no danger And if I did you would've said it When you seen the cops Let me get these bands And they coming out the floor Hit the fan when I'm pulling out the door I would never fall out with niggas What's going on internet Analytic here aka Dreams And I would like to welcome you to mine Which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast I'm your hip hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of pop culture mixed in. For episode 13, we're going to be getting into Lil Wayne's Carter 5 Deluxe, Tory Lane's response album Daystar, Xbox Series X Game Pass, and Rocket League. But, be- but before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio as that gives you ac- access to all my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and grow together and affect the masses <clears throat> also keep in mind when you see my social medias on my link tree those are social medias i post on like i would say daily but not i would say five times out of the week so almost daily but just know i frequent those apps those social medias a lot just if you want to follow more up on when um podcasts come out or when other news come out because i tweet sometimes just like other like besides the podcast sometimes i tweet just about random pop culture gaming or music things going on but most time most of my social medias are just outlets for this podcast so because this podcast is doing great i don't know if i've said that but yeah people tune in for some reason to hear me ramble about random stuff not just playing but anyways now that that we've uh got the intro out of the way let's get in now that we got that intro out of the way let's get into the podcast okay getting into the quote of the pod 
Now for the quote of the pod, I wanted to go with something that I really was interested in, which is like nine times out of ten why the quote of the pod is what it is, because it's the first thing I want to get to. And that is for this podcast, episode 13, the quote of the pod is going to be Little Wayne's Carter 5 Deluxe. Now, the reason for me wanting to start with this instead of like usually I put music, usually I put uh, topics like these into pop culture. It doesn't seem like this is really being talked about too much because it's like Lil Wayne posted about the deluxe, but everybody was just like on to the next, which I know what album they was listening to. We're going to get into that in a second. Shame. Nah, not shame on that. (laughs) Well, I don't we're gonna get into it basically it's that's the next topic let's not jump the gun one use all type of uh metaphors that anyways um Lil Wayne's Carter 5 Deluxe so this wasn't really highly like a lot of people talked about it but it wasn't really talked about if you if you understand what I'm saying like it was uh one of the songs was playlisted but that's only because Post Malone was on it and so they didn't really um give the the proper praise to the deluxe Carter five deluxe coming out like i feel like they should i mean if you really think about it i think this Carter five was originally scheduled to come out 2018 and it's 2020 and people still acting like Carter five was going to be the greatest thing ever but they don't really support it like that and for me i'm a huge wayne fan so i definitely supported it the way like the way I knew I would because I wanted the album in 2018 as well but you know the whole deal with Lil Wayne and Cash Money Records so I mean now that speaking of Cash Money Records let's get into why um let's get into more into the details on how this album came together because I'm gonna talk about the tracks but first I'm gonna get into the legalities of how it all went down and why why the Carter Five was released two years after what was it two years I don't know how I think it was I think this album was supposed to come out in 2018 but okay why do I keep saying 2018 I think this album did come out in 2018 but it was supposed to come out like way like a long time ago I think at least five I'm, I'm guessing everything hold on let me type this in right quick I don't know if y'all can hear me typing. Hopefully not. I'll be pounding the keyboard sometimes. Okay, I don't know when this was originally to come originally scheduled to come out, but basically it was a long time ago where, where the Carter Five was supposed to come out and it came out in 2018. And the deluxe came out in 2020. So earlier yeah, probably was like, what is this man talking about? The Carter Five was not rich originally scheduled to come out in 2018. But yeah, I just corrected it. So uh one of the things I was on point about was the Lil Wayne's contract feud with Cash Money Records because I guess him and Birdman had some differences on how his contract went down. And I guess he wasn't getting paid the amount that he felt was uh, suitable for a legend like him. So he just didn't put out music. Well, he not that he didn't put out music, but he didn't put out the Carter Five. I still he still put out some mixtapes. I think he was I think he had some features but basically Lil Wayne wasn't as uh, officially active as he usually is and when I say officially I mean like on DSPs dropping 
project after project like he he chilled out basically after the whole feud with birdman and cash money records but they eventually settled for a lawsuit <clears throat> they eventually settled for over 10 million now i don't know what was originally supposed to be paid to lil wayne but 10 million to give to lil wayne doesn't seem like doesn't seem that crazy for for icon that gave you drake and Nicki minaj so I guess he felt comfortable settling with that. And then he um, came out with Carter 5 in 2018. They had tracks like um, Mona Lisa with um, Kendrick Lamar. Other tracks like the song with X. I think it was called uh, Don't Cry. And then two years after that, currently 2020, he came out with the Deluxe. He just came out with the Deluxe. So this adds to the 20. to the originally 23 track album is as additional 10 songs there was a lot of songs i heard i didn't know because i don't really look into it like that but a lot of people was telling me that these tracks were leaked um i think people were saying most of them was leaks but i don't really think about that too hard because i'm not the type to if something link leaks i'm still excited when the official release comes out because if people don't know if a song leaks and then they like officially release it, like the engineer or producer, most likely nine times out of 10 is going to go back and change something. So it's never the full version. Like the uh, Juice World song. I forget what it was called. I think it was called Man of the Year. That leaked version was totally different from when the uh, the album version came out. And then they changed it back to the leak. I don't think they changed. They changed it back to the. I think they changed it back to the version his girlfriend liked the best. So it's like three. I think that was like three different versions. So you never know how the full song is really going to come out until it's officially released. But fans, you know, they just see something leaked and then they just think that's the actual song. But anyways, there was 10 tracks added to this deluxe. All 10 of them are really well. I didn't really like the in this house featuring Gucci, man. I didn't really like that too much. So. That was the only one. So I would give it a 9 out of 10 based on the track list. Like based out of the 10 songs, I would give it like 9 songs. I like that of 10. So not like a 9 out of 10 the album. The album as a whole, I would give it like a solid 8 out of 10, which is not too off, but it's definitely not 9. <laughs> For me, 9s are like album of the year type scores. So looking at the track list and everything, we have going through the deluxe track list i'm not gonna get into the whole album because that, that's just i think what it's like 23 uh 33 total songs after the deluxe i'm not getting to all of them i'm getting into the new deluxe songs quote unquote so and i'm also going to be playing snippets of the best songs i like y'all know how well the people who listen regularly should know how this goes by now but i'm gonna get into the track list a little bit go over the songs that i kind of like and just focus on the ones that really stood out to me so right off the bat, Life of Mr. Carter, one of the, I think, may be the best song on the Deluxe. He definitely came out strong. The theme is what got me. The theme of, like, something so simple, but, you know, Lil Wayne, he he flips it so many times that you're just like, man, I just, I didn't expect him to go there with it. So Life of Mr. Carter was definitely that for me. Um, The whole what's harder you know how rappers always say i'm harder than this i'm harder than that you know in the life of mr carter he kind of goes into deeper than that 
and he kind of goes into a whole flow where he's just saying different stuff that he's basically harder than or asking you who's harder or what's harder so we're gonna get into that right now so this is one of the standouts um, in my opinion on the deluxe so we're gonna get into the snippet that I have and one second let me make sure I have it pulled up first I don't ever want to I don't ever want to have it pulled up and play the wrong snippet. That would be pretty, pretty embarrassing. Okay, here we go. So I got the snippet queued up and we can hear that right now. Jail or Mr. Carter, school or Mr. Carter, the news of Mr. Carter, man, what's harder? The Mr. Carter, judge or Mr. Carter, court and order, yeah, what's harder? Life of Mr. Carter, I ride for the like a knight in shiny armor, I pile up the roll it tight like. So basically, it's kind of what I was saying. He was at, he's. Throughout that part of the song, he's going through what he's harder than, basically, and asking you what you think who's harder. So, I don't know. I just like the the, the simplicity of it, and, and I like where he took it. Because Lil Wayne takes things and just flip them in ways that really no other rapper can, in my opinion. So, which is why he gets such high praise and why every other rapper after him puts a little in front of the name. But, um, okay, getting into Holy. Holy was a solid track. I like that one. I like the beat. I like the lyrics, everything. He was really going crazy on that one. Another, okay, getting into track three, more to the story featuring uh, Raekwon. This is one of my standouts also. Not because of Lil Wayne, but he did his thing on this track. Raekwon really came on and gave that unique old school type vibe because I know he's an older rapper. And so he came on and really really gave a solid verse and a unique verse and only um a way that i feel like only raekwon can because he gave a certain flow pattern that you don't really hear too often it's kind of an old school type flow pattern for people who don't really like look into it like that they're like what do you mean old school flow pattern well i actually have the snippet queued up because this is one of my standouts also i always pick like three songs i like off the um off a project and give y'all snippets just so y'all can hear a little bit of the project but as far as like this track, I'm going to play Raekwon's verse because I feel like he had a, a really solid verse. So we're going to get into that right quick. I'm going to cue it up. But let me know, uh, do y'all listen to Raekwon too often? Because this was a surprise feature to me. I mean, I know it's an OG Carter 5 type song. So you're going to have rappers like this on the track list. But it still surprised me that he still sounded this good in 2020. But yeah, I have it queued up right now. And here we go. Raekwon's uh, snippet, kind of. More to the story featuring Raekwon. Building what? Now we stuck. Now this clown could just f us all up. 11 more shots. Came to the door with the cops. Chain popped off. Caught him in the side. Fell to the floor. Damn, four year old shorty just looked up. Said they got you. Damn. Another dead. Another head leg dead. They copped out. What's all about? K Max out. Chef played the back. Right, we's out. Wow. There's always more to the story. There's always more to the story. You ain't hearing from me. So these are like really snippets. I know sometimes I go long, which this next segment we're gonna be getting we're gonna be getting into some long uh uh snippets, but 
for the deluxe i mean it's only 10 tracks and the the, the snippets i found i felt it was just precise like i didn't feel, feel the need to make any longer i feel like y'all would get it from that so um and then one of my favorite well okay let me get through the deluxe <laughs> like that's how you know my my absolute favorite track on this album i haven't even got to yet but i try to uh almost skip past these other tracks so after more to the story featuring Raekwon, we have Scotty. Scotty's a really solid song. Um, one of the best on this deluxe. This deluxe is so good. This album really is just a classic in my opinion. Carter 5, I mean, for it to be released the way it was with so much hype. And he really lived up to it. Like the the, the public perception was like, wasn't they wasn't let down. Like they was all just talking about the different quotables that Lil Wayne had. I mean... And so he was just rapping on a whole nother level and it was just nice to see him get in the like respect that he like deserved. Cause I mean you don't really get that too often with people like Lil Wayne and sometimes like <laughs> You don't really get that sometimes like with people like Lil Wayne. Sometimes people of his stature gets disrespected. But that's why I try to come on and give, you know, people like disrespect. Cause you know, Lil Wayne's not the GOAT, but you know, he's one of the greatest to ever rap. So and then okay, getting into track number five. I'm over over here rambling. Uh, and um, so basically, for the sake of this PG pod, <laughs> I'm gonna call. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put the PG title of him good. I'm just gonna say him good. But when you go on the like deluxe album, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. But basically, this track is like it reminds me of OG Lil Wayne, where he just tells. I mean, not OG, because he told a story with Mode and Lisa featuring Kendrick Lamar. But basically, him good. But well, I'm just gonna call it track five. Basically, track five is my favorite on this album by far. And it's just cause it's so hilarious in the story, and the, the word structure, and the story structure. It's just in the chorus. Uh, the chorus is pretty entertaining, and especially the last uh, chorus when he flips it. But we won't. Unfortunately, we won't be able to get into it because there's no. I mean, I know this deluxe just came out basically like a week, not week like two three days ago but what i mean like so this is, is just like a, a track that it just helps him get to that point that he's just like talking about a simple situation but he breaks it down in a rapping way that makes it a, such an enjoyable story the only way i can compare the only thing i can compare it to is probably wet dreams by j cole so it's that type of vibe. He's telling the whole story. It's pretty hilarious. But at the same time, he's giving you some bars. But he's definitely giving you some quotables. Definitely some quotables. So and you will know what I'm talking about when you listen to the song. So unfortunately, I can't play it. But this is my favorite track off the album. Yeah, just to keep the podcast at least PG. <laughs> we'll try not to. Um, yeah, this this track five. Track five is definitely rated R. If you uh, Definitely rated R. But it's my favorite. So uh, getting into track six. Siri featuring Two Chains, solid. Not really too much to talk about that. Not a huge Two Chains fan, but he does his thing. Number seven, Lost. Lost is a solid song. Number eight is the only track I didn't like off this deluxe um, extension. Number nine, What About Me remix featuring Post Malone. I thought Post Malone had a really good verse. He kind of added to the song. Sometimes when you do a remix like um, to a song that's really popular, which What About Me was really popular when. Carter 5 came out I just like what Post Malone added to it he gave his own unique spin with the the um, with the auto tune and everything I mean he's just really that type of artist that can just 
just um fill the void of, of what you need for a song so I, I like that i like what he did on the remix and then finally the last track off the deluxe hasta la vista that was a real good send off for the deluxe uh goes right into the actual album the original cut so that was nice and the, the way that they structured this deluxe to put it all the songs in front of the album really worked for me because sometimes like artists would put like a deluxe in the middle of the songs that's that's that was on the original cut so it makes it hard for me to know what's new and what's not like the money bag yo is the recent example that i can give he came out with deluxe and some of the new songs was like mixed in with some of the old songs and i was like so confused i was like what is new and what is old but because i, I listened to money bag yo's album original album and i enjoyed it when i listened back to it i could tell what was new and what was it but it was just it was just still confusing like just put the deluxe albums either at the front of the al original cut or the or at the end like don't mix them up because regular fans won't be able to tell i feel like they did that on purpose so you'll listen to the whole album but because i like like lil wayne so much and money Bay, yo i'll just listen to the whole thing i don't have a problem with that because all the songs i like hey all the songs off the carter five i definitely like so yeah that was my um review of the Lil Wayne Carter 5 Deluxe album let me know what you think click my link tree to let me know what you think on one of my social medias um send me a dm message or anything on one of those instagram twitter and my link tree in my bio just to let me know what you think of the album do you think it's fire I will say do you think it's trash but if you tell me it's trash I may block you I ain't, I'm not having if you tell me it's trash you may you may not be able to send any more messages or see any more of my posts on that uh whatever social media whatever platform you choose to message me on but um yeah so that's how i feel about the album a better question what's your favorite track off the album and i'm gonna leave you with that and we're gonna switch it up and get into the basically the main um well i just you're gonna know okay well, yeah let's Speaking of that, I'm, I'm just going to let you listen to what we're about, get, about to get into. So let's switch it up right quick. One of the crazier stories we've heard of, guys. I know. As it's unfolding, it's like... Fuck Tory Lane, okay? Now, to, I'm from Houston, and we've unfolded on social media. You are the alleged shooter of Megan Thee Stallion. Instagram, in the pool with Kylie Jenner. Is she backtracking with what she said originally? It's, you know, maybe that's why they don't have a report. Don't get it, Some bitch is trying to take up a Tory, and it's more to the story. Bitch, it ain't, it ain't nothing Tory to the story. Tory Lane's not allowed in the last Donkey of the day for Friday, August 21st goes to Daystar Peterson. So they got pulled over and she had been shot already. Great. Well, look, he's looking at the police and then Niggas shot. Like that, he was, he was sucker. He's the king sucker. He's, gotta the, he's the biggest sucker in the industry. Cass is looking for you, dog. Because the police came out saying, we didn't even know she was shot. That's who I believe. Man, the best thing for Tory Lanez is for real. He needs to just be gone. So, we're going to be getting into Tory Lane's response album, Daystar. So, obviously, we're in the mu music section. And I felt like playing that at the beginning just to set the, um, the tone of kind of how all this is unfolding. Because it's not really that straightforward. 
with the facts but it's pretty each side has their own story and there's always three sides to a story there's the uh there's a side there's b side and then there's the truth so like for this a side is megan she came out first b side is tori he dropped a response album basically addressing this and then there's the truth we kind of won't figure out the truth until like the police and stuff get involved and even then as you can see we're recently with people like brianna taylor it's kind of like you can never really understand how the justice system works or because of the many hands and and egos that's involved and megan knows some people and, Tor and tori knows some people right now it's looking like megan knows some more p powerful people and tori just is just out of luck and when i say out of luck i'm not saying like he's uh um he's innocent and they're just um blackballing him which he is getting black blackballed but he put he put himself in the situation and the way that he kind of flips it is that they're black they're not blackballing they're um trying to make it seem like he's the one who did what they're saying basically saying that he didn't shoot megan they're saying that he did shoot megan megan said tori shot me literally Tori came out on this track, Money Over Fallouts. I, I did have these snippets planned out throughout the um, album. But because there's no clean versions, I really don't want to get into Because, I mean, it's just... There's no reason to not play the clean version. Or, there's no reason to play it when there's no clean version. Because it's not really that, like, the... This is really... I can explain it pretty... I've listened to this album. I can explain it in detail. So, um... Yeah, let's get into it. So, Money Over Fallouts. He basically comes in and addresses the alleged shooting of Megan on July 12th. Where Megan had to go to the hospital and he went to jail on gun charges. He said that he didn't shoot Megan. Also, he said, why are you telling all these lies about me? And so, right then and there, you figure out where... Tori is standing right at the start of the at the start of the album when he starts rapping. So you see the stance he's going to take. The stance that he's going to take is really only one of the two stances that I thought he could take. One stance I thought he could take was I didn't do it, which is uh, um if he didn't do it then it's respectable. If he didn't if he did do it and he's saying he's di and he didn't, that's one of the worst things you can do. Like as to a um black woman for the second thing that he did for the second thing that i thought he could say is she pulled a weapon on me first or yeah only she, only she could have pulled a weapon on him to make people understand what happened because if somebody pulls a weapon on you then like all bets are off so if you would have said like megan pulled a gun on me and then i took the gun and shot her that wouldn't be acceptable. If he would have said Megan took a gun at me, shot at him, so he shot back, that would be that would be in the gray area where people will accept it, some people won't. But just coming out saying that I shot her and I'm sorry, that wouldn't work. So him saying that I didn't shoot her is probably one of uh the ways his PR team told him to go about it. I don't really know what's the truth because with Megan the only facts that we know is that she did get injured in her foot and that she was bleeding when she stepped out the car 
and that Tory went to jail on gun charges. Those are the facts. And he got released on bail. He says, and a woman, okay, going to track two. So after we get off, the, we go to track two. Uh, basically, singing like, um, basically, he put on his uh, Tory Kelly uh, voice and uh kelly lane's voice as i like to say <laughs> and try to sing his way through these uh, ag- allegations so that one didn't really i didn't really like that one too much um friends become strangers i like this one because he addressed it a little bit kind of went more into detail on how he used to hang around jordan woods i think and then i guess that's when megan started messing with him and they've been messing with like eight months and then they went to kylie's place he was messing with kylie she got jealous and then the car and then whatever after that he stopped detailing I like that one. And then all these other songs are just uh, barely touching on it. I think he talks about the car stuff in Queen and Slim. So I talked about uh, Friends Become Strangers, but I think he talks about in detail the Queen and Slim from three minutes and two seconds to four minutes and 48 seconds. Because I have these, I had the snippets like planned out, but there's no clean version. So I mean, it's just like. Because people really don't want to help this man out. <laughs> Just leave the explicit version up there. But basically, Queen of Slim, I think, is when he details when Megan was and him was messing around. And he details everything up until the point where he legally can't talk about it. But he's smart because the way he did it was he released it in the music. When you when you release something in music, your music, your words in the music can be used against you. But you can just say it's art and it doesn't really like you could say it's fake like you could say let's say you go to court right and you say something in the song like oh i shot megan well that's that's different from just going in a song and being like i didn't shoot her because if you say i shot her then it's kind of like you're already on a case for shooting like you for a gun possession he said in the album i don't know if anybody caught this that he's facing eight to nine years i believe that's a lot but if he said that he didn't uh, shoot her in a song, it's still not. Um, basically, they can't use that in court. Like, I mean, the, he's going to have to just take off the auto tune, take off the headphones and the mic and just speak to a judge and tell him he didn't do it. Like, that won't work in the court of law. Um, this is a 17 track album. He dropped 17 tracks to address the situation. Makes you think that he only wanted to use this to promote uh, revenue sales. You know what I mean? It's kind of a weird move. But like I just explained, putting your message through the music can give you some gray area to get out of legal type stuff. I know artists who've done that, so that's the only reason I speak on it. I'm not really one of those who have been threatened to go to jail or anything because I don't I'm a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> I'm not shooting. I'm not out here shooting like women or anything. But anyways, the other songs I liked off this album was I liked "Money Over Fallouts" because he addressed it. Because if you would have came on the first, if you would have came on the very first track of the album and not addressed it at all, I would have been like, okay. This is a money play. Since he addressed it, I'm thinking okay, it's a money play, but he's actually putting some sus- substance in it that we can take away. He's basically giving us a statement through the music. Queen and Slim is my second favorite track off the uh, album. And In the Air is one of my favorites. Because he talks about it. 
really when i say favorites i'm not saying like i like it like i'm not saying like oh i can't wait to listen to this man who shot megan i'm saying it as the substance of what you want to get out of these statements is in those three songs money over fallouts queen and slim and in the air megan the stallion herself hasn't responded i don't believe even if she did i don't really think her team will let her release it because like Tori said, she is under Rock Nation. That's an actual fact. She's managed by them. Um, Rock Nation did a similar thing to Meek Mill when he was going back and forth for academics. They took his account and locked it and told him he couldn't tweet no more. Literally. I don't know if they did that to Megan. I wouldn't think they would because Megan has like the number one song in the country with Cardi. So they have she has to stay active in front of her fans for um, in some aspect just to keep that song going but as far as addressing tori she obviously listened to the songs i don't think because if, if they was messing around for eight months just think about if your ex released a whole album about you and over and it's been over eight months since y'all talk you would kind of want to be like well let me listen to what he says and let me listen to what he's saying but it's still uh it's still i don't like him you know what i mean so this whole album was kind of interesting in the in the whole way that a lot of people coming out with different theories like oh um her friend and there was playing around with the gun and that's how she got shot and tore they blamed it on tori and and that's because if, if you go to a, like a lot of people turned into lawyers out of the blue like a lot of twitter uh, twitter lawyers came out social media lawyers came out and just was like if you go to the hospital they have to report to the police a bullet wound even if you say it's not a bullet wound and it's just it was just a lot of weird stuff people think they know everything till it happens to them you know so with this whole situation i mean Tory Lanez is allegedly the shooter of Megan. Megan did receive damage on her foot, so she's not making that part up. But who did it? How did they do it? And how did the whole thing play out? It still hasn't been detailed. And it won't be, it probably won't be detailed until we get to the court of law and people try to play their size. Because I don't think Tory wants to go to jail, and I don't think Megan wants to be labeled as a liar. So. It's going to be an interesting dynamic to see how they finish this uh, legal dispute because that's basically what it is. I mean, when you get jail time involved, it's all type of legal jargon you have to go through. So um, only time will tell how this will play out. Tory Lanez dropping the response album is understandable, but still not the best way. Even after Breonna Taylor um, verdict came out with none of the police officers were charged except for one. And that one police officer was only charged for the shots that he missed because it endangered other people. Think about that. So this case in particular shooting the alleged black man shooting a black woman. It'll be interesting. It will be interesting to see how this plays out and how they handle it. That's all I really have for the Daystar album. I really it wasn't I wasn't really gonna go into too much detail because it's really pretty simple. We don't know. That's like <laughs> sometimes it's just as simple as saying we we don't know and we've heard both sides, but we still don't know the truth. I started this out with saying there's three sides. There's side A, side B, and then there's the truth. We haven't heard the truth yet, so we still can't speak on what actually went down. But we've heard we finally have heard Tory Lanez's response to the allegations and um 
yeah so we're gonna switch it up a little bit wait now uh, uh, before we do that let me know what do you think I'm not even gonna ask you what's your favorite track off the album I don't want to do that because I feel like this is a money play um let me know what do you think of the whole situation and what do you think of the details that have came out about the situation and how would you have went about correcting a situation where your friend is maybe drunk and her significant other is getting a little aggressive with them like you know so that's my question i know that's kind of a deep question but just think about it uh click my link tree in my bio message one of my social medias and just let me know what how you would have handled that and um yeah that's all we got for that so now we're gonna switch it up a little bit okay getting into gaming getting into a definitely a much lighter subject than the last one i was just on xbox series game pass <laughs> so apparently xbox has games now because they acquired bethesda with the game pass well they acquired they acquired yeah acquired bethesda and now they're obviously now they're officially playing a different game than sony sony is really going for specific exclusives with their console microsoft is going for a path kind of like spotify when you well it's a like it's like a lot of i've heard that shareholders shareholders won't even invest in you unless you have a subscription model so i see where microsoft is going they're having a huge subscription model with the game pass putting over like hundreds and five like hundreds of games on their hub and letting people subscribe for 15 dollars a month i believe it's 15 i don't know we're gonna get into the details right now but uh this definitely defers from sony's just get a game and make it exclusively on your platform or get a character aka spider-man make them exclusive for your brand this is different in the fact that microsoft well xbox games are still going to pc so it's not really a console exclusive but the game pass is still a huge banking point that they hope takes off which is not a bad way to approach gaming i mean if you get three to four really anticipated games on your game pass for 15 dollars a month that could be a huge win for people who really don't want to spend 60 dollars for each individual game so yeah microsoft dropped a huge bag on bethesda acquiring them for 7.5 billion um People are comparing this to Netflix or the Netflix version of the gaming of a game service. So that's a good point. I mean, that, that's a good thing being uh, compared to Netflix and your subscription model. And they're saying it launches in November along with the next gen console. I would uh, I would hope so. Um, the subscription model allows players to download and play a vast library of games for, for $15 per month. Game Pass Ultimate is the best value proposition in gaming. That's what this article says, not my words. So they're saying that this is the best thing for gaming, for gamers who are on a budget. And I mean, I think it is for, for a certain period of time. If you're not playing any games, Game Pass doesn't make any sense for you. 
If the three or four games, like I just said, and you want to pay $15 a month, it's a huge win for you. Xbox just don't have any games, so it's just like, what, what is this Game Pass for? But that's why the acquire of, um, that's why Microsoft acquiring Bethesda is a huge deal. Because Xbox's biggest game, Halo, got pushed back. So, I mean, they had to balance that negative news out with something else. And acquiring Bethesda was definitely a great rebound or bounce back. Because it looks like Sony is keeping the heavy hitters like God of War, Spider-Man, and Last of Us. Well, are they going to make a part three? I don't know. If they do, it's probably going to be like five years from now. You know the way they, you know how serious they take that game. But, uh, yeah, so they're trying to take away some of Sony's fan base with this Game Pass. And they're trying to play ball in a way that's different from Sony. So if I had to put it in basketball perspective, I would say Sony's playing like the, um, like the Lakers uh, kind of slow, well, they could play slow or fast. They could, they have the best people on their team. Microsoft is kind of like Miami. Like they did a bunch of regular players, but they play team ball. You know, there's no superstar, so they don't have to, there's, there's no one person to hoping the whole team will come together to make this push and make this go. As far as Sony, they just like God of War, Spider-Man, take us to the promised land. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't really think there's really too much to go with the digital version. Uh, I've already talked about that. <laughs> this man heading out. Where you going? Oh, nah. <laughs> but yeah, Microsoft said they're committed to a broader subscription model. A mobile with mobile phones I don't know how that will end up happening I mean if you apps aren't even gaming I haven't gamed on my phone in like forever but I'm I would assume gaming on your phone isn't that expensive like isn't each game like two dollars like three dollars like I don't even think they're that expensive but I don't know maybe I'm mistaken some of them most of the best games on iPhone are free right just like the ones on console are free Anyways, let me stop talking about stuff I don't know because the mobile gaming aspect I really don't know too much about. Um, what else? So yeah, this is one of the this is the first time in history that Sony and Microsoft plans to getting gamers to buy their console has has um divided so much has separated so much. I don't even know if separate is the right word. Basically, they're so different that this is the first time. This is the first time in history that these gaming strategies are so different. Xbox and PS, Xbox and Sony usually plays off each other and, and, and has similar marketing rollouts. The way that Xbox is rolling out the console is that it's a gaming hub. The way that Sony's rolling out the console is that these games are these huge games are exclusively for the console. So it'll be interesting to see how this will go because, I mean, the design of the consoles don't matter to me. To other people, I don't think it matters at all. They just like to make memes to get a couple likes on Twitter. Also, this generation, they'll probably be measured by how these titles that they exclusively own perform. And that's probably why Ragnarok Ragnarok and the Sony conference was only shown as the title screen because they're probably really careful about how they roll out that game because they can't afford for that or 
Spider-Man, I don't think that's going to bomb at all. But God of War can end up not being better than the original. As far as Spider-Man goes, it that one has way more p- potential than God of War, in my opinion, to have a better sk- sequel. I mean, you have Miles, you have Venom Tease. With God of War, you have Thor. And, I mean, no offense to Thor, but he can't really carry a whole story like Spider-Man can. So, Sony's really not... That's like who you want to go to. Like, back to my uh, basketball comparison. Who you want to go to, LeBron or AD, like... Both of Sony's options, God of War or Spider-Man, is, will make them huge amount of money, which is why they always boast about having it, having it as an exclusive. But that's all I really wanted to get into with the Xbox Game Pass. Click my link tree in my bio to let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the Xbox versus sony well the microsoft versus sony marketing strategy which one do you think will work out in the long run is it the subscription based model or is it the we have the best games exclusively for our console and the best games is subjective but spider-man is the most popular superhero of all time so it's kind of not really up for debate (laughs) but yeah let's switch it up a little bit Okay, getting into pop culture, we're going to talk about Rocket League. And this may be surprising to some people. You're like, why are you talking about Rocket League? Well, that's because Rocket League recently went free to play for some reason. I guess, I don't know if they're struggling. I don't want to say they're struggling because I really like Rocket League and don't want to speak at a turn. But obviously, they went free to play for a reason. Probably because of Fortnite. I mean, shout out to Fortnite. Fortnite really... As much as stuff, as much stuff people talk about Fortnite, Fortnite has really paved the way for for games like this to be well, not games like this, but basically um, games with the um, game as a service to be free in certain aspects. Like Fortnite really changed the game in a way that stuff that wouldn't usually be free, like Call of Duty Warzone. I bet you, I, if Fortnite was as popular as it was, and you had to pay for it to to buy, if you and you had to buy the game. You would have had to buy a Warzone. But since it's free, Warzone's free. And Rocket League seems to be following those steps, footsteps, as they're making their game free. And it's kind of like a thing where it's available on the Epic Game Store. So it's kind of like following the Big Brother kind of, you know, like you see... Epic Games obviously is, is is over Fortnite, and you see the free-to-play model working, so you make your game free-to-play, and they're kind of hoping that sparks a new fan base and a player base in Rocket League. I don't know too much about Rocket League. I'm reading, I'm looking at a lot of patch notes and stuff. I don't know too much about that. But basically, I mean, Rocket League is free-to-play. It's not really too much to get into with that. The only other thing to get into is that Epic Games will literally give you money to download Rocket League for PC players, not for console players. I know console players probably got excited. What free money? Nah, <laughs> this is only for PC players. So, um, yeah, if you want to uh, download Rocket League, Epic will give you a $10 coupon to the store. And you can use that $10 um, coupon on the Epic Game Store. So, uh, 
So if you go on there right now as a PC player, it's pretty hilarious. If you go on Rocket League, it costs negative $10. Have you ever seen that before? Like, that's pretty funny. Imagine somebody being like, hey, take my product. I'll give you money to take my product. Like, you may look at it a little weird, like something like, like if he's, if he's giving it, if he's paying me to give it to me, then it must be infected or something. Like, I may, I may, you know, it may uh, be detrimental to my mental health. Mental health. But anyways, so yeah. I put Rocket League on the show notes because I was going to talk about another game, but we're going to save that for the next podcast. But Rocket League is the topic of discussion for right now. So I wanted to talk about it being free to play. I wanted to talk about that Epic Games will literally give you money to buy the game. So not only is Rocket League free to play, but Epic Games will give you $10 coupon to download the game. Not to use for anything else, but to use that $10 coupon to buy some off their uh, site so they're not totally going crazy they're just kind of going crazy <laughs> just a little just kind of but yeah that's all i really have for um rocket league let me know down in the comment section down uh well let me know i said comment section like i'm on youtube uh click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias let me know what do you think of the rocket league going free to play and what do you think of epic games giving you literally giving you a $10 coupon to download the game like is that a huge deal or not PC gamers let me know because as you well I don't know if y'all know but I game on console so I haven't been they say once you go PC you don't go back so I haven't chosen to get PC yet just because of the exclusiveness on Sony um and because of me being a huge Spider-Man fan but yeah I don't really think that me getting a PC would be the best thing right now because PCs are kind of like gotta get different parts and you gotta keep up with it and stuff. I mean, not keep up with it, but you gotta keep it clean. I mean, just like a console, but consoles is more simple. So I'm not that type of gamer yet where I need a PC, but the day I do get a PC and I get serious with PC, I, it will probably, I'm not gonna be honest, it's probably gonna be hard for me to go back to console because they said those frame rates and everything on PC run smooth. Unless you get a game like Marvel Avengers to play on the PC and then it just blows up your whole PC. Well, not blows up. That, that's that's reserved to games like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. But as far as killing your PC, Marvel Avengers is definitely on. If Marvel Avengers is not optimized and I'm playing on Sony, not Sony. If I'm playing on a PlayStation, I'm having trouble uh, getting through the main mission because it keeps crashing. The only I can only imagine how it plays on PC. Like PC usually have the best things to run games smoothly, but some games are just unoptimized, and that's just just sad to say the least. But yeah, that's all I really have for uh, episode 13. So going back through it, we had we had uh, why can't I find it? Okay, for the quarter of the pod for episode 13, we had Lil Wayne's Carter Five Deluxe. We went over talked about that really solid deluxe addition to the classic Carter 5 gotta respect the GOAT Lil Wayne I mean it's just it's only right then you have the I don't even know what what word to use for him you have Tory Lane's response album Day Star we went over that I think in detail if I didn't let me know but I feel, I feel like I broke that album down to a point to where 
it was simple for the consumers to understand what's really happening i mean it's really not that complex it's just one side has the story and another side has a story and then the truth hasn't been revealed yet so that was pretty simple then we went into gaming with the xbox series x game pass even though xbox doesn't have any games it acquired bethesda and that's a huge deal because bethesda has games now do they work and are they optimized totally different questions <laughs> that we won't that only time can tell but as far as the acquiring of a game studio it's a step in the right direction because as i've said and as i will keep saying until they prove until the day they prove me wrong xbox has no games because the biggest exclusive halo got pushed back past the next gen release which is a huge blow anyways and then we ended with pop culture getting into rocket league put rocket league on the show notes because i have another game i'm gonna talk about in the next podcast but didn't want this to go too long and i think i did a pretty good job with keeping the day star on the Lil wayne uh topic pretty short not short but not uh going too long i try not to go too long with albums i really like because i can really go a long time but i think if i would have been able to find the clean versions of the snippets i wanted to play it could have been a little bit longer because well I, I guess i can say it now i mean i'm not gonna come back to it especially if he's convicted but the day start album uh there, there was this one verse i was gonna get into i think it was queen of slim we was gonna break that down like i was gonna play it stop it play it but you know it, it was just one of those it was just too explicit for this to be the pg podcast that i claimed for it to be even though i, I listen to I definitely don't listen to only uh definitely don't listen to pg music <laughs> as you can tell by my selections of my favorite tracks but as far as the con- uh podcast to, to get to a broader audience i like to keep it try to keep it mellow for the people who have very sensitive ears so that's about it for episode 13 thanks for tuning in to the tor- thanks for tuning in to the notorious mass effect podcast I almost messed up my own name the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in this in the next episode i can barely talk now click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses thank you for tuning in to another episode of the notorious mass effect